Oh, it's so wonderful to see you again. Come in and unwind. Welcome back to the Celestial Cafe, a podcast for the magical mind. So come, take a seat. Would you like something sweet? A star drop potion for the soul? Maybe an enchanted eclair as a treat? I just baked a batch of warm cookies with a dash of moonlight. I wonder what will happen if you take a little bite. Here is your bewitching beverage. Let each sip melt your worries away. It's time to open your mind. I wonder what magic awaits us today. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our first official episode of Celestial Cafe Podcast. Uh, we have been doing this podcast for a few months, but we are we're having a grand reopening uh, because we have gotten a lot of changes. We're kind of legitimizing ourselves right now. We've been having so much fun with the podcast for the last, uh, I think we started in December of 2021. Uh, so the last seven months, we've been enjoying this so much. It's been staying consistent. We've been vibing so well that we thought that we would up our game a little bit. So we're adding an extra episode every month we've got a website we're also launching our discord server we're like we got social media we got twitter we got instagram you know we got the whole nine yards so if you want you can check out our website at www.celestialcafe.org and you can follow us on instagram or twitter at celestial cafe tv we also have a discord server and a link to the discord server will be on the website we are going to have a little chat this episode. We're going to do it a little different than normal. So with Celestial Cafe Podcast, we've been focusing a lot on the full moon energy each month. And we've been talking about how the full moons affect you, how you can navigate the energy, as well as Sabbaths and other upcoming um, pagan or uh, or like, I guess, like natural holidays. I don't know what other word to use for them. Um, you know, like we just passed Litha. Uh, holidays. Um, so... Yeah, we're going to add in one extra episode a month that has uh, a variety topic around spirituality. We're going to be featuring some guest interviews uh, and all kinds of good stuff. So if y'all have any suggestions for the show that you would like to see, um, definitely let us know. So without further ado, we're going to move into, um, I guess, the actual podcast portion. The The purpose of today's episode is we're all going to be introducing ourselves uh, and letting you know how we found our spiritual path, how we got started on our witchy ways. So um, I, the voice you're hearing right now, I'm Hey Shady Lady. Uh, and let's do a, a round through of our names really quick. Whoever, oh. whoever wants to go next. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a new order. <laughs> uh, I'm Dukesley. Hello. Greetings. Uh, I'm Fuchsia, also known as a rascal. A rascal. And I'm Panthera the Feralwood Witch. It's nice to meet you all. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How are y'all doing today? It's been chaos here today. It, it was my little cousin's birthday. Uh, so we had cake and Chinese food for lunch. I was just hanging out with my family. And then we got a surprise freezer. Uh, so, like, as I was preparing for the podcast, I was just like running around lots of movement today but i am ready to finally chill after a uh, rambunctious afternoon i worked until 4 a.m so basically i woke up and got ready for this so my day started (laughs) i've had a crazy week in general but i am currently prepping for my mom to come visit me from virginia Uh so it's like full ADHD panic cleaning. Uh, (laughs) Like there's one room after the other. Let's go. (laughs) I got to get everything done. And that trying to balance like getting work stuff done at the same time is Mm -hmm. just, 
It's a gorgeous day outside. It's pained me so much to have to stare through the window as I clean. Oh no, I know. I slept in all afternoon. I didn't I want I don't want to say I slept in. I got about 4 or 5 hours of sleep, but I slept until about 4 today. And when I got up and was starting to get ready for the podcast and I go out into the kitchen to get my little cup of water, I look outside. It's this beautiful day, and I'm just like, what? I got to go sit at my computer. <laughs> like, I can't like go out and enjoy this. So, um, I don't it's know. Actually- such a dreary disgusting day today like oh, so what? so horrible so it's yucky really nice it's been about a hundred for the last week and it is finally like 85 today I'm oh my like, god you all have such beautiful day this is bearable so i like like 80 or below but like 85 is bearable compared to 100 oh yeah so, for uh, sure oh my god wow you've all been blessed with beautiful days i guess maybe i'm the lucky one because i have every excuse to stay inside to today stay, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no photosynthesizing yeah, we me. got 85 degree weather out here in the mountains of north carolina so wow. uh, it's a gorgeous day probably really hot though 85 is pretty hot up here what we'd like to do here at celestial cafe is we like to go around and share what delicious bewitching beverage we have to sip on I, of course, have my go-to I smoke a latte, um, which Uh I'm using to get some energy. And I have a, of course, bottle of water. Um, And I have my fancy beverage of today is a health aid pop and it's a ginger fizz prebiotic soda so it's it's a ginger it's a ginger soda it's a little you know it's got that ginger spice to it but it is perfectly fizzy it's nice and refreshing i saw this meme the other day that was like the um I don't know, probably like the millennial urge, but it's like the anybody urge to have three liquids with you at all time. One for taste, one for hydration, and one for energy. <laughs> why can't they all be the same? Like, why, why haven't we smooshed it all together yet? Yeah. Actually, actually, this is water, but it's caffeinated crystal light. So it is uh-huh. all three. Oh. It, it's uh, strawberry or fruit punch flavored. I forget which one but it's like nice and fruity flavored and it's water and it's caffeine. So like oh, it yeah. hits all three, but then I still have more. So. <laughs> <laughs> My tea of the day, which I quickly tried to make into iced tea, um, is at least cooler, is a blueberry green tea. And oh, I love that. The tag is... Breath is the voice of your soul. Hmm. Um, and then I have I have that my so lovely, yummy. lovely cherry Coke Zero. It's blue and green at the same time. Yeah, it's blue and green. <laughs> <laughs> my dresses. Um, so today I'm keeping it chill, keeping it uh, nothing, nothing too special. Got lots of water. My th- I've been losing my voice mm. lately. Oh yeah, I, so sorry about that. If that happens, you're probably oh, you're all like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, I I don't even talk about that anyway. Uh, but I have peppermint tea and bamboo tea, lightly aromatic upon mine tongue. It is very light. It's it's springy. It just tastes like grass. I don't know. It's good stuff. (laughs) It's like grass. (laughs) It's that grassy. Panthera, what are you sipping on? So I also have three drinks. (laughs) I have my hydration, my water. (laughs) I have my energy, my diet Pepsi with caffeine. Whoa. With reusable straw. (laughs) And I have my tea, which, um, oh, I got the box. So whenever I have my little fox, cup now i feel like i have to choose this tea to match it but it, he's a little oh old. yeah british blends <laughs> so fancy 10 strong and full-bodied black tea 
Yum. From Tetley. I love a delicious black tea. I love mm. it Me so too. Much. I've been really into vanilla black tea. Yum. Ooh. I like so to make smooth. black tea with vanilla syrup in it. Okay. <laughs> also good. Also wholesome. Yum. So yummy. Those all sound like some delicious beverages. I'm really fond of this ginger soda. I'm not going to lie. I the, the ginger flavor is growing on me. I get these little candies now that are like ginger chews that help settle your tummy. Yes. Yes. They're so good. I <laughs> love that. Oh, my God. Ginger is such ginger. a fun flavor. Yeah. It's made me love, like, love. When I first tried it, I hated it because it was, like, spicy and weird. Oh, yeah. Um, but the longer that I eat it, the more I'm like, I'll eat a ginger chew. And then, like, five minutes later, I'm like, I want another. <laughs> like, they're so, they're so <laughs> yummy. Ginger soda. Yeah. I know. So good for you, too. Like, it's, um, the, it's, amazing. it's fluid in more than one way. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, but yeah so today we're going to be talking about how we found our spiritual path um i don't even know where or how to start maybe um maybe i'll start with a general question how long have you been practicing how long have, would you consider yourself and what word do you use to identify yourself maybe we could start there oh. um and i feel i love the word witch um i i love being a witch i love being called a witch i love being perceived as a witch um i think it's such a fun word and i really love reclaiming uh you know the the shit energy around it um and uh i have been practicing since 20 12, I want to say, you know, when the Mayans predicted the world ended, that's when my world began. <laughs> um, but uh, that, yeah, about 2012. So it's been about 10 years for me that I've been, and it all started with tarot. Well, yeah, it, it, I was around the same time, <clears throat> excuse me, like 2011 or so. Um, uh, yeah, I was like in high school and I don't know, feeling really lost. And the, the gateway drug for my spirituality was yoga uh was finding peace and comfort on the mat uh was the big catalyst for me exploring everything else um and also coming to terms that like uh for me personally i've been seeing auras my whole life mm. that happened that same year where i was like oh i thought this was something everyone experienced because they use green with envy red with anger you know it's like oh I live that. <laughs> we all live that, surely. Clueless. I uh, had no idea. And those two things kind of combined, like, unlocked a part of my brain that uh, I definitely didn't know it was, I was able to explore. Because also, uh, I, I also associate myself with the word witch, right? I think, I agree, it's a very fun identity qualifier. It uh, carries a lot of power and carries a lot of uh whimsy i think and when growing up my only interactions with witch like things and my favorite interaction within media was kiki's delivery service mm. um and which is still my favorite movie of all time and i feel like there was this part of me that wanted so bad for that world to be real and for that world to um <laughs> i don't know adopt uh, I'm sorry, what? thinking about how like the world I wanted to be real when I was younger was the Inuyasha world. <laughs> I wanted to find an enchanted well in my backyard so bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a fun world, too. But I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I wanted to just hop on the broomstick. I remember practicing jumping off my back porch with broomsticks. And uh, I don't know. I, I hit a point one day where like I was just like weeping on my bed, like 
ah, agony. Like, uh, I was like, why can't magic be real? And I just like hear this very clear voice. And it was like, it is. And you could believe in it. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I believe in magic then, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and it was just this like, very and of course the realization that i'd been living in magic all along and that i've just been mm. uh, uh completely immersed in this uh subtle magical lifestyle my whole life through my uh i don't know embodiment of all things whimsical of childlike joy those are all translations of of my magic i like that uh, subtle yeah yeah like it, it wasn't like anything huge or major sort of popped up and i was like magic is real it was just this very quiet like it is it just is and uh i feel like when one is a witch and one identifies as a witch it's this um acceptance and honor towards this quiet subtle magic that we all dance through and that we all uh can tap into at any time so like those are my more like quiet beginnings uh of just tapping into that well (laughs) that that is always there that's always available the magical well that shady was looking Yes, oh yeah, my magical well that I want it so bad. <laughs> and then when I think about it, like the Inuyasha world is really scary. Actually, it's full of like it demons is. and death and destruction. And uh, but I mean, there's cute like dog boys. So um, <laughs> hit me up, Inuyasha. Say less. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, Koga running around in his mini skirt. Look. <laughs> oh yeah, Koga. Um, so Fuchsia, how about you? How did you get started with everything? Um, so my story is kind of like, um, I've always been, but never been until recently. So, um, I was kind of like on and off and on and off and like hopping over and like jumping back to the other side, like, oh yeah, that path's there. I'll get on that sometime at some point. Um, so like I grew up, my dad was pagan. So I grew up with like just this stuff is normal. Um, turns out not everyone knows about like the green man and what like the triple moon sign is and everything. And I was just like, this has always been a part of my life. And so um, I just grew up with that. And then my dad stopped talking about it to me um, when I was like 10. And I was trying to get really involved in our family Catholic church. The rest of my family is very Catholic. So he kind of like both my age and like getting into that, like he stopped talking to me about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And just also it was a big secret that he was pagan because very Catholic family. Um, So I just kind of like put it to the side. And then when I was in college, I tried getting involved with like a Wiccan group and went to like a winter solstice celebration, but um, it didn't really click with me. Wicca doesn't really click with me. Um, Nothing against it, it just doesn't click with me. And so so I was just like, this isn't really it. And then like, it just ended up that like every like really important not every but a lot of the really important people i brought into my life throughout like from college and on was a witch was a magical person they did tarot they like did spells they went and danced around bonfires on the full moon on the beach and i and i was just like yeah that's normal like yeah yeah that's normal everyday like people things 
And mm -hmm. so it was only a few years ago that I really, really like was like, oh, yeah, this is for me. This is it. Um, when I was in New Zealand and like I went to New Zealand and oh. just like from the moment I stepped on the plane, like my soul just like woke up and the entire time I was wow. there, it was just like, this is it. This is Ooh. this is calling to me, like being around nature all the time um, and just like. Like, I just felt so at peace and like, like, this is my path. This is um, That's so cool how um, travel and location yeah. awoke mm -hmm. such a, a vibrant yeah. uh, a path for yourself. Mm -hmm. And also, like, uh, as an aside, I want to check out your astro cartography now. I want to see what's over New Zealand for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. See, I'm over probably <laughs> Probably moon, probably Jupiter, something that just opens up that hard wide open yeah. venus maybe uh that's so cool i love hearing that like especially as someone i i don't really travel uh and i wish i could i'm i'm, I'm reserving that for like later in my life i think i think i'm meant to be like a 50 60 year old like uh, a little journey journey woman yes. right <laughs> uh <laughs> that. that's that's how i picture it so like um hearing people around our age being able to travel and experience such magic it's really cool yeah and then i came home from new zealand and the pandemic hit and like, this is the opposite of what i was feeling <laughs> oh true yeah so so compared to the rest of you like i've been like deliberately on this path for a lot shorter time but it's always been a part of my life also yeah oh yeah i didn't say yeah i also use the word witch um like mm -hmm. i i really like the um just like the history behind it and like all the like um. the mythology also um and just like also the power like dude said i really like the power behind yeah it. So that's what i used to describe me bars I feel like I'm going to I'm going to cut him before Panthera. I, well, we're going to circle back. But just to add on to that, um, I remember around 2016 or 2017 when I was starting to practice tarot publicly, like through my social media and stuff like that. I remember there was this um, person who I really looked up to. She was this other kind of like girl boss character in my life. And uh, she ran a really successful community. It was through Facebook. So it was a different. But I really admired her and I looked up to her. And then when I started practicing tarot publicly, I heard through the grapevine a whole gossip circle because that's just how this old city was that I lived in. But um, that she was making fun of me and was like, yeah, she thinks she's a witch. And it was and like rolling her eyes because she was very like analytically brained kind of Reddit girl. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, <laughs> Not the Reddit girl. <laughs> And uh, and when I heard that, I think that's when it solidified for me because it was like, I don't think I'm a witch. I am a witch. OK, like, yeah. like uh, and that, that I think that that kind of like that interaction or that that moment in my life was where it really crystallized uh, for me that like this is this is what it, because I got, you know, when you when you have someone who is cool to you and you want to impress and you the thing that you're into makes them not like you, but you just double down on it, then that means that thing is really important to you more so, especially right. for me, like yeah. opinions and people, Gemini, just Gemini things, opinions and people's, <laughs> pe my reputation, people's thoughts of me is very important. So the fact that I was willing to sacrifice her um, opinion of me for the interest means that that is like, how about you, Panthera? How did, how long have you been on your path? What do you identify as? Yeah. So I definitely, I'll call myself a witch, obviously Panthera, the feral witch. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's just, 
I I haven't been calling myself that until fairly recently, um, but I do feel like it's something that has kind of been there through a lot of my life, and it wasn't until yeah. probably like I think it was 2016 when I like really like started embracing this mm. uh, this for myself too. But um, it, it sounds like a lot of us had fairly similar. I was going to say 2016 is a, is a significant year for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was like 2015, oh, yeah. 2016 or so. But um, like growing up, I had such a love for animals. I had such a love for nature. Like I told my parents, like, I, I want to go like, I wanted to be like a zoologist from like the youngest age that, that you could say zoologist. And I wanted to go mm-hmm. live out in Africa and like study the lions and or whatever animals. Right? Like I just wanted to, I didn't want to be around any people. <laughs> I just wanted to go out and like live amongst the animals and that was just so magical for me um but some and I also had like such a love for mythology and stories and I just remember yeah my family growing up was uh Christian but not like like non-denominational didn't go to church right but like um my parents called themselves Christian. Uh, it definitely, I had more conversations with my mother about it than anyone else, but um, it affected her her views. But th- my family was very like science-based at the same time. Like very, um, even my mom who was very like, uh, not afraid to, to mention her beliefs and so on, still was like, well, the evolution could be created by God. Like, I don't think that's exclusive or anything. Like, very, like, open-minded in that way, but still, like, um, had religious beliefs. But Mm -hmm. I remember reading, like, mythology books in, like, elementary school. I remember checking Mm -hmm. them out from the library and just thinking, like, man, this is so cool. Like, I wish this was real. (laughs) Like, like these are so, like, I had dinosaur books and I had uh, mythology books. And I was just like, man, I missed out. (laughs) (laughs) The dragonology book? I was going to say, do you have the mythology? Yes, I I have mythology, Egyptology, dragonology, and the training handbook. I have the Greek mythology one. It is so good. Yeah, there's a lot of really good books. I I rebought a lot of the ones that I used to check out from the library as an adult just because it's like I love just flipping through and oh I love it so much but so at some point in my like high school through uh college years I definitely flipped um a lot of my friends were also very Christian and I remember like going to youth group with them to hang out essentially it's like that's what my friends were doing so I was there and I remember being like Am I supposed to feel something? Mm-hmm. I don't feel nothing. Like I really tried to get involved in my local church and like I went through all the motions. Like I was an altar server. I went through all the motions and I was like, I don't feel anything. And then I got I turned sixteen, I got confirmed. I was like, Okay, see ya. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I got confirmed too. Yeah. Religion was also sort of a I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna talk about religion quite a bit with my yeah. with, with my villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a lot of our stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, like just Roman for, Catholic things. <laughs> mine wasn't Roman Catholic. Mine was like mm. I, it was because it was a friend. Like, it was like my best yeah. friend in middle school and high school, and her family went to church every Sunday, and they invited me to go, and it was like sure, but they were like the singing Jesus like oh. <laughs> type. So it was when, like. 
eh, we can cheeseburgers after this, right? Like, <laughs> I, um, after I left the Catholic Church, I only started going to youth group at this other church uh, because of a boy. So, yeah, <laughs> I see. I see a question from chat in here from Deca Fakroy. Um, Deco Fakroy, I'm curious about the same thing. What does it mean to get confirmed? Oh, oh do you yeah. have this? Okay. So, in the Catholic Church, uh, confirmation is when you're 16. Um, I think it's always when you're 16, unless you join the Catholic Church later. But it's basically um, you're confirming your dedication to the Catholic Church. And in the eyes of the Catholic Church, you are an adult. You can make mm. your own decision mm. within the Catholic Church and everything. Yeah. So, my decision, I confirmed. And my decision was to leave the Catholic Church. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess it was like there was some point in my high school where my brain like flipped, and I went from it was like my senior year or something. I was going through like a lot of changes or and everything, but went from like yeah, I'm trying to to do this with my friends to like nope, I'm full atheist. Like I don't believe in any of that. Like just a dry bone. Yeah. Like I mean, a science. And um, then through like all of my college years, I majored in biology, uh, specialized in animal sciences. I, you know, I wanted to do what I've been wanting to do um, forever. And at some point I realized I ended up getting, I was working at a pet supply store. I sold dog food, which I loved to do. (laughs) I loved uh, helping the animals and and get doing, helping people whose animals have like dietary problems and helping them the health of the animals improve and I was offered a promotion to a full time and everything and in in the process of this like my school kind of dropped off I was also in like a really bad relationship at the time and I started getting really disconnected from everything that I was before I can look back on it now and be like oh yeah like this makes sense but at the time it was so hard to like realize these things it was just like wow why am I so depressed all the time I was working a 10 hour shift coming home doing my school homework getting on the computer playing games for three hours going to bed rinse and repeat like and I love video games like obviously I'm here on Twitch but like I was like there's got to be something more like I this is so like depressing like I need something else and that's when I discovered like homesteading (laughs) gardening and witchcraft all at the same time and like my whole world like like completely flipped um two peas in a pod yeah it was really interesting. So like getting starting in gardening and growing things, like I realized that like, oh wow, like I don't want to be just cooped up in my apartment all day. Like how can I bring in more like living things into my life as much as possible? And mm-hmm. it was actually right at the beginning of my Twitch journey too. And I caught a Hey Shady Lady Tarot stream, Aww. which like, woo, like I was like, what? Like, that's like the first time that my skeptic brain like was like, what is this? That was too realistic. <laughs> I this bring, can't be real. I bring so many skeptics out with what I do, and then yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> like so I bought a tarot deck, and then like the rest is history, right? <laughs> I always say like skeptics make the like most dedicated witches. They really do because yeah. they're also they're like I don't believe in anything unless I like can really see it skeptics and- are also the most passionately curious too yeah. i agree <laughs> yes exactly yeah that's the thing i love so much about witchcraft is like 
I, and it's not, it doesn't have to be religious, obviously. Right. But like I went to, I tried to be religious. I tried to be Christian. I did the things I went through the things and nothing happened. And this isn't to affect anyone's beliefs. Like, uh, obviously like different people have different circumstances Um, (laughs) with witchcraft. Like I did it and I got results. And like, to me, that's like, that's the proof that I needed to to have something else. And like, it continues to deliver results for me. Yeah. Um, I just want to take a moment to preserve this comment in history. Onion Head said, like, yeah, Jesus is cool, but have you talked to the Knight of Cups? What a fella. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just So <laughs> I guess to dive a little more into my story. So I, growing up, I grew up in the South. I was born in Texas, raised in North Carolina. Bible Belt, Bible Belt, Bible Belt. My family is a bunch of hippies. Hippie, hippie, hippie. Um, so they were very free flowing. We definitely had like pictures of Jesus in the house, but they were like artsy. They weren't because my parents went to church every week or anything. But when we were younger, my mom, I I don't know why, maybe it was pressure from her mother or something, but she started taking us to church. And the the time that my mom stopped taking us to church, so I'm from a, uh, I'm from a family that has six children total. My dad was married three times. My mom was the last. There was a lot of kids in the house. We were very poor. We were on every kind of government assistance you can think of. Um, And just all, just so that whole, that whole shebang. So we're going to church and my mom has, uh, you know, we're dressed in not nice clothes, buying from Walmart before Walmart had a fashion sense at all, you know, kind of thing. And uh, (laughs) so we're, we're going into church and these little old church ladies, as my mom walks by with like four or five kids in tow, um, they like do the little church lady gossip and they're like oh there goes that poor woman with all of those kids and my mom stopped taking us to church that day um (laughs) that was the last time we ever went to church uh as a family i guess um i continued to go as a kid because i really liked not to church regularly but vacation bible school specifically Uh, oh it was lit summer vacation bible school was so fun as a kid i got to ride horses it was out in the country there was this weird little old man that was like he he made the food and and he was like the almost like a janitor custodial plus the the um the chef like he just kind of like helped maintain everything he could flip his eyelids inside out and he used to like torment all of us kids like that like i don't know if you've ever seen someone do that i'll never forget i think his name was sunny um he was the guy that would pick me up and put me on the horse so and i love horses i've wanted a horse since then um i've wanted to be a horse girl (laughs) Um, oh i was totally horse girl i grew up in rural massachusetts there were uh, horses everywhere yeah this is also where um um, uh, I got paid for the first time for performing um, because I was very good at memorizing things. So I would memorize uh, little little passages of the Bible, the Ten Commandments, and I would go up and recite them in front of all of the other kids in my age group. And then the little pastor or preacher or whatever the name was would like slip me a crisp $1 bill and I'd be like, hell yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so that, that was, you know, it was cute. It was fun. And it wasn't... Um, it was it was fun in games since I was so young. Um, and the older I get got, the less I started, the less I went to these vacation Bible schools. And um, I probably by the time I was ten, I wasn't involved in the church at all. And toward, through my teen years is when um, I started becoming skeptic, um, and I started becoming uh, yeah. atheist. Or um, I, I rebelled really hard, and I had a really big mm-hmm. issue with specifically like like the the little people that would go. Everyone goes to hell if they've never you know sworn themselves <laughs> to God. People. 
like that that really bothered me a lot and i was like it doesn't make sense because there's some people in countries that live out away from civilization they've never even been exposed to this and you're telling me they just go to hell and then they're like well that's why we have the converting guys that go around and pilgrimage and find like there's no Mm -hmm. way like what about babies that die when they're two years old and they don't even know what this is that that really bothered me as a teenager um and that is why i really started to push to atheism and i was like i just don't believe in any of this um and i started debate i got involved in a lot of debates with my my religious friends in high school friendly um i was friends with people of all walks of life and towards the time i was 20 or so um and and all this time i was not involved like i had pagan friends and i thought they were silly and weird <laughs> i was like okay whatever have fun with I mean, your sticks and to twigs be fair, we are silly and weird <laughs> really truly i was like have fun with your sticks and twigs and your little your little star-shaped necklace okay you're so goth go listen go finish listening to marilyn manson okay whatever um like because the 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 pagans in my school were super gothic like super gothic yeah. almost like mm-hmm. satanist too and very mm-hmm. like edgy alistair crowley you know what i mean so i had a, a very particular viewpoint of like paganism or that type of practice wiccan and it, it lined up with um like i was just like i'm not any of that i'm atheist i don't believe i'm not spiritual i don't i'm not i yeah. don't believe in any of this and around the time i was 19 or 20 i started becoming a little less um egotistic uh still very much had an ego but i started realizing that atheism is a very um cocky arrogant viewpoint like to declare certainly that nothing exists there is no god it it felt very uh i was like i i don't think i can say this like i how could i possibly know um so i started to identify more with agnosticism which is just there might be something i don't know there i I can't know like there there could be i'm open to the idea but i also don't really believe in anything but i also don't know but i might believe and and i felt really comfortable in that space for a while and then panthera said gateway drug and she meant tarot i say gateway drug and i mean drug <laughs> um, my early 20s i entered party girl phase and that is when mm-hmm. you know the, the the devil's lettuce came into the mix and that led to it really was a gateway drug for me but uh don't do drugs kids um uh unless you're trying to blast open your third eye but um yeah so we we experimented with psychedelics and i did a lot of psychedelics in a very short amount of time i had no idea what i was doing uh and it was um <laughs> some ways it was a mistake and other ways it made me who I am today and I would not trade it for the world um some of the most traumatic and enlightening experiences of my life and I went into I went into acid thinking there's no such thing as God and I left acid thinking I am God and so is everyone else (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so it it very Ram Dass of you yeah it uh it it changed everything for me um and that it that aligned at the same time where i met someone i was coming home from work one night and we, i lived in a party house sometimes there'd be upwards of 100 people in my house when i would get home we we had a lot of punk rock shows out of the basement and stuff so it was a very lively area and i was walking up to the front door and there was a guy uh this little like hippy dippy long-haired guy barefoot oversized jeans with a playing cards and i was new, used to my little anime nerds going to anime conventions so i was like what are these Yu-Gi-Oh cards are you playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Gil by yourself um but uh <laughs> but as i'm walking up he's got like a spread in front of him this like the porch light is this it's such a crisp vision to me like the 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 porch light was on it was this golden ambience making a little triangle cone around him it's all dark outside because it's like three o'clock in the morning and he's just out there there's like a couple of people to the right smoking cigarettes someone's got a pbr over here you know a little just just party kid things and he's yeah. just alone and i walk up he's blocking the front door i can't get in my house and so i stop and i just like i'm just standing over him just 
just like looking down. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, do you want me to read your tarot? I had no idea what it was. I, you know of tarot cards from me. I knew of tarot cards from media, TV. So I didn't really know mm-hmm. what they were or anything. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Let's, you know, grab the cigarette out of his hand and taking a taking a hit of a cigarette and he's he starts pulling tarot cards out. I wish I could remember what the cards were. I wish I could remember what he said to me. All I know is it changed my life. <laughs> All I know mm-hmm. is that I went from not knowing what it was to how the hell could you possibly know that about me? Like <laughs> it was it was such an intense NPC moment. <laughs> yes, it yeah. was it was such an that intense was He he truly was <laughs> a catalyst he truly was like a um they what do they call it in that pixar movie a foundational memory like no matter what Uh path i take in my life i'll probably always meet that guy and i my roommate um was one of my best friend's boyfriends uh i was like couldn't stop talking about this reading and how cool it was and then within a couple of days that roommate who was also into tarot gifted me a tarot deck and that was how i got my first tarot deck um and i have since i i'm a very spiritual person i um uh, from from all of the psychedelic use, I started having really intense lucid dreaming and astral projection experiences. That is primarily where I feel like I, I quote unquote specialize. I love dream work, dream symbolism, um, different layers of reality kind of stuff. And tarot, divination, or I don't know, being present. I like manifestation. I like uh, the idea of we are all little energy particles and we fully control the experience of our energetic fields mm-hmm. of energy work and all of this kind of stuff is very much part of my practice. Um, and I still consider myself a newbie baby. Like I still feel like, and I, th- I think witchcraft is one of those things where you always have imposter syndrome because it feels like you can never know everything. And I think that's what attracts me so much to this, this space is there's mm-hmm. always something to explore. There's always something to learn. And a lot of it has to do with um, self-discovery and uh, fulfillment, Self-love. fulfillment, soul, like your soul's fulfillment. So mm-hmm. maybe it replaced what re- religion was supposed to do for me. And that is one thing that I have a big critique of with a lot of our large religious uh, organizations is there's no spirituality in them anymore. Um, so I, I think that it's like I'm forging my own own way my own path and yeah and now I'm having to deal with a different level of skeptics that are coming up and being like <laughs> uh, <laughs> energy's not real and I'm like hold up how can you defy science and spirituality at the same yeah. time like energy is like E equals MC squared let's go okay like yeah. energy <laughs> is the core like, of everything right? like, this is energy like when you friction yeah, and making your hands together and then actually, feel the heat release off of them that's energy like when, being absorbed by other particles at, at my local shop they say to like new people if like you're having trouble like figuring out like how to harness your energy they actually say like do this and then like slowly move your hands away from each mm-hmm. other and feel this the is very common in reiki as well mm-hmm. doing that yeah. uh, as as energy healing yeah. um, um i like what uh shady just said about like witchcraft is like always imposter syndrome because like always learning but also um it's it ties into what I've heard some people say like witches are pretty much always old souls. Like we mm-hmm. have reached that point where like we're putting like our mm-hmm. ego behind us because we want to know more and we want to reach enlightenment. But I if saw you a, in I saw a meme the other day um, that was like <laughs> 
You say you're an old soul. I can't trust you. How has your soul not escaped samsara yet? <laughs> you're reincarnating. So you're clearly yeah. not breaking your cycles and getting out of this 3D well, hellhole. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, an older soul. Like, no, it's I know. Not our, it's I, not our first time around. I've this. always felt like an yeah. old soul. I've always felt like I've been here, especially after my psychedelic experiences. I, I remember specifically turning to my best friend. We're both tripping our, like, our asses off. And I remember looking at him and we're making direct eye contact and like all of our little particles are disintegrating away from us. And I was just like, how many times have we done this? <laughs> and I didn't mean that like that experience in the moment. I meant existing. <laughs> I meant this. I meant and and that like I, I I'm always seeking the feeling that I got from the psychedelic experience and I want it without psychedelics like I don't I'm not I don't really I'm scared now because ugh, I'm just scared I don't want to die uh-huh. um I, I, it's not like physical though I feel there was a fear that I started encountering um so here comes a spiritual existential fear <laughs> I started encountering this fear and it had to do with dream work and it had to do with psychedelic use where at a certain point I'm going to evolve in my mind or third eye or what my 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 soul my spirit will say I don't need to be in this body anymore and it will just float away and then Ty shady lady ceases to exist and my soul just moves <laughs> on and that's the same thing that was kind of I was struggling with with lucid dreaming and astral projection as I was like what if I just get into this realm of a dream and I just never come back and and mm. the the physical 3D world I just literally, and that's what I feel like. I don't know, because again, there's so much to learn. I feel like the point is to ascend out of this 3D hellhole. I literally feel, so then it then it makes me, that's where the ego comes in. Because I'm like, oh, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, still, not, you're not ready for that. That I, will happen, but you like you're not ready for it right now but but you're aware of it so yeah but <laughs> <laughs> this is so interesting to me too because this is where i feel like my beliefs are, are like so different mm. um because i have no desire at all to like leave this earth or anything wow like, you I, sound I like feel... you're not depressed at all i'm jealous yeah i, I, love, <laughs> I love being an earthling i love being a part I, of this yeah. experience wow, i love really? being human i love the tangibility i love the five senses i love the cognition the pain i love right. i love the pain i love the i'm a i'm saturn dominant okay. i love to hurt i like to cry i like to experience all of this and all of its juicy earthliness i am honored and humbled to be in this position as an earthling <laughs> that just means that dukes is going to ascend soon she's like i love it here <laughs> honestly <laughs> probably Pro- probably yeah oh man i'm out of here I feel like, there's, like I, feel, I don't know i feel like the earth like needs this right now i feel like the earth needs this um i, I don't Does know she? like this awakening of um <laughs> Well, so think of what's happening, right, over the course, like, global warming, all this stuff. So, like, and then is it not weird timing that all of a sudden, like, there's a spiritual awakening and so many more people are looking into reconnecting to to nature and witchcraft and and reconnecting to, to the paganism, the old, right? Like, is, isn't that weird timing that, like, almost when the earth needs needs this the most people to love and care for it that this is happening yeah i but we also caused it 
Well, that's, okay, that's a whole other debate, though. Did we? Did we? But like, if we're talking like glow, like yeah, yes, yes, and no, like there, that that aligns a lot with like the spiritual views of um, like the New Age movement of where star seeds, star children from other like universes or or wherever, like galaxies, star plant, like star systems, solar systems um, mm-hmm. that have come here specifically to raise the vibration of this planet. Like that, that's a whole it's other. Like a I, I would imagine so and that's what's but, interesting is yeah. you're, you're a more down to earth witch and I'm a more up in the mm-hmm. f- fucking cosmos yeah. witch. Like, well, like, I don't know have you guys ever thought of like if you could go so like my boyfriend and my, some of my friends like they're like super into space and like their like dream is like if there's like a, a shuttle going to Mars like they want to be on it no. and I'm like nope no. nope, nope, nope. not interested I would Horrible. Really? Oh, that's so fun. Well, oh, that's cool. Uh, I, I love the Or a lush green planet. Like, I don't know. It, <laughs> respect I am... the people who want to. But, like, yeah. I, like, as long as, like, like, we know that it's, like, safe living there. Like, safe, like, you know, uh, reasonably safe, like, sure. like, atmosphere and everything. I'm, like, I would be there setting up the civilization. <laughs> oh, really? That's so fun. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, like, a core character trait. Like, I absolutely do not want anything to do with that at the moment. I am perfectly happy staying on planet Earth. As long as uh, I can take my cats with me. That's my that's oh. my caveat. But you won't be able to. They cannot survive off this planet. So, sorry. <laughs> what? How do you know? I don't, to be fair. But I'm pretty okay, like a cat though if, and a little if, astronaut. Look, if I had to gamble Aww. Toasty's life on that, I would not. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't have enough faith that she would. <laughs> like she would survive a space travel moment. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm. I'm simultaneously believe all of this stuff and I don't I'm I'm I have a very weird mixture I have a healthy skepticism and I am also like sometimes oh and this is just mental health issues but sometimes I don't feel I feel like I'm watching myself it's very dissociated so I feel like I'm a character and my Mm. job is to like this stuff my job is to be into this Mm. stuff and that is my role here like um and so there that that me that is watching me but then it's like if you're there then clearly it's all real do you know (laughs) so it's like I don't know that's very existential (laughs) I'm a walking existential crisis (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, to me, being a part of the human experience is, like, so fun. And I I think that, I don't know, just being human, and also, like, uh, I guess, like, to, how do I say this, Uh, uh, to be the opposite of Panthera, like, uh, while I'm very happy being an Earthling, I also know we have so many galactic families taking care of us and loving on us and um, wishing us good luck on our earthling journey uh i don't know if they're like necessarily like interacting with us at the moment i think they're mostly just like what are they what what level of consciousness are they at oh okay (laughs) they're still having like world wars okay we're just gonna (laughs) yeah let them figure that out uh like stuff like that is what i feel is happening uh in my and, and here's the thing too like with this this pursuit of magic this pursuit of things that are larger than we can conceptualize like it also just makes life more fun. Yes. It just makes life brighter 
more curious, more curious, more interesting, uh, more whimsical. Uh, and when so when people approach and they're like, "What the hell are you talking about? That's fake." It makes me go, "Yeah, you're right." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to argue. I'm just here to like. Mm-hmm live this experience live this life so my 17 year old atheist self if she met me now would not know how to deal (laughs) she'd be like hold up (laughs) but uh but also as a 17 year old i was deeply interested in lucid dreaming so even like prior to being a spiritual person i think it's always been one of my my biggest interests (laughs) that that's also a good point regarding my personal like journey through spirituality and and i guess like that's what i mean about like the stuff that stuck with me forever i'm i'm a nightly lucid dreamer uh and i have been since i was a little kid i've always been in full control of my dreams and i always thought it was very curious growing up how this was obviously like not a shared experience on any level uh i was fascinated with the idea that people could dream and not be in control and just sort of allow the subconscious to work its magic right i have Mm -hmm. never lucid dreamed in my life i can't my heart dropped like i can't even conceptualize such a thing and i think that that ended up the the it's almost like um and with the like the aura thing i mentioned earlier it's almost like i suddenly became aware that like i experience life differently (laughs) from like a lot of um um of the NPCs, the normies. And I think that also sort of helped me lead into the eclectic lifestyle uh, because I did, I spent a lot of my childhood trying to fit in so badly. I wanted to be like, so badly. I wanted to be accepted. Um, we could even use the word like popular, right? If we're going to use like uh, grade school words here. But uh, I think that me finding my spiritual path was also intertwined with me realizing like, I just gotta be myself (laughs) and myself is someone who has a second life every night when they go to bed my life is someone who is able to pick up on uh, uh, vivid timelines just like evaporating off of your body uh and like being able to visualize it and and just experience it and all those little things started to add up around like uh, it was definitely a breaking point too in high school around 2011 that I was like, uh, just to be like candid, like very suicidal and very uh, lost. Uh, and uh, I don't know, with with yoga, with also tarot. I, tarot and yoga was like the same month for me, but but yoga was like the the embodiment aspect where it was like sort of like what you said, Ty, about. Um, how you want to carry the feeling of psychedelics mm. uh, through your life. I wanted to carry the feeling of yoga off the mat. The serenity that I experienced and the clarity of mind that was that greeted me every time I step on the mat was unmatched. I didn't think that anyone could ever uh, feel that way. And so it, it's, yep. it's all about capturing that and how how can i inc- incorporate it into my daily lifestyle this this serenity yoga for me was one of the first times where 
it made me realize that our thoughts affect our daily experience constantly. Mm. So when I would practice yoga and find myself in a pose and being like, oh my God, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. This is so painful. This is so And then it's like this realization that like, this is just how I live day to day. Oh, go, my God, hurry up. Can we get through this already? And mm-hmm. this like, and I love, um, what someone in chat just said, Salty's Vault is talking about their spiritual path saying, I think the world needs an extra pinch of an extra pinch of bravery, curiosity, and to slow down. That yeah. has been a huge theme for me for the last maybe year. Uh, slow the mm-hmm. fuck down. <laughs> Calm Patience. down. Take a deep breath. There's no rush. There's no yes. like you're not. There's you're. There's not a countdown going on. It's like three, two, one. You're almost about and just. Oh, like, and I think that's, that's especially as like a, an entrepreneur or, you know, streamer, girl boss, whatever word, whatever word aligns <laughs> with you, right? Um, the hustle culture that we're experiencing currently mm-hmm. makes you feel like if you stop, you're failing and you will lose or uh, not be able to pay your bills and get kicked out of your oh, house. Oh, yeah, thing. for sure. We need to it, fill every ounce of our brain space. Every second of the day is like... It's new. very scary. With like cell yeah. phones and internet and technology. Exactly. Yeah. Your brain doesn't get a chance to rest until you go to bed. And then maybe even not. Who? I mean, how many people in the chat do you fall asleep with the TV on, listening to a pod, like listening to um, ASMR or even like the calming stuff is still like I listen input. to rain, like, ocean, ocean rain. I think <laughs> This is another interesting, like, difference for me because uh, we've talked about this, like, I am very Earth dominant in my chart. Well, not dominant, but, like, Capricorn, Sun, Taurus, Moon. I am very slow moving. And also, like, when I go to bed, like, I go to bed, my head hits the pillow, I'm out. Me too. (laughs) I totally get it. It's gotten better lately. I've grown up with, like, crippling insomnia. And since I started taking um, magnesium, um it has oh my god i love magnesium it has gone away i i mean i was like sleeping pills i was uh drink myself to sleep during my alcoholic days like uh, everything that i could do to try to ease the insomnia was would not work but like since i started taking magnesium which was at the the direction of my heart uh doctor my cardiologist um I fall asleep within 20 minutes usually. And if I don't fall asleep within 20 minutes, I get up and do something now. Um, but that doesn't happen very idea. often. Um, if I'm if I'm tossing and turning for more than 20 or 30 minutes, then I will get up and journal. Usually journaling because it's an overactive mind is, is typically what's causing me to, to feel restless. Um, or sometimes a bath helps because my body is just itchy and sore feeling for some reason. Um, so, yeah, um, I wanted to... to to dive in a little bit more onto lucid dreaming um, oh, yeah. uh, and and talking about uh, maybe our, our so so for me like um, I've gone back and forth with lucid dreaming and this is maybe comes in with my existential crisis but the more I, I, I will okay how do I even phrase this I had a couple of lucid dreaming experiences and we could probably do a whole episode just around this type of this I think topic. we should do a whole episode on <laughs> dreaming and dream work and stuff. That would be yeah. really Okay. Because, like, even though I don't have lucid dreams, like, I have stuff to talk Then to Like, to, I have medical stuff about my dreams. To yeah. summarize, so then. Relevant to what is, like, to your practice I've today. Gone, what have been told to you? I've gone in and out of being lucid intentionally. Um, I will become very lucid and then I'm like, whoa, 
I don't want to know my subconscious anymore. I want to just exist. Uh-huh. This stuff, this stuff is buried for a reason. Okay, let's leave it back there. Like, I don't um, want to be aware. I don't. I don't want to think about this on a conscious level. There's a reason that I my brain is protecting me from this in this way. So I said to shadow work. So sometimes, but it, it's not so much shadow work. It's like I don't want to think about how I'm self conscious about my stretch marks. Like that's a real. I think a really good example I can give. And when I started dream journaling with tags and and subjects, I had a Tumblr I used where I had a tag cloud that would maximize words, however often you use them as a tag. And all of those things would come out of like your insecure. For me, it was like a lot of insecurities or like people from my past. It told me a lot of people who were greatly affecting my consciousness. But like stretch marks and weight is something that is a subconscious thought 24-7 for me. Maybe not the stretch marks, but the weight, certainly. Um, And it just affects like how you move and how you walk and how you like how you carry your body you're constantly aware of it but you're not consciously thinking of it all the time and that was when it was when those things started coming to the surface it's like yeah let's just let that stay buried you know I don't need a there's a reason I'm not thinking about that consciously because it it's yeah in some ways kind of crippling um it, it it prevents you from being able to function just on a regular basis some of the things that we keep in our subconscious other things maybe they do need to come up to the surface and be addressed and sure like the weight should, should if it's if it's affecting me that much it should certainly be addressed right but mm-hmm. um I don't need to think about it 24 <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> 7 when you like when it's in your control those are yeah. interesting though and and like last night for example I had a dream about riding a bike and uh, I've never dreamed about oh. riding a bike before um, but I was taking the bike well, from fun. my neighbor it was a really cool bike and it had a basket that had a table on it for some reason a, mo- <laughs> a mobile table sure. I guess but, sure. um, but yeah um, okay question do you know how to ride a bike yeah, I love riding bikes. Um, yes, it's so fun. I love bike riding. I love nice. skating. I'm I'm actually in the process of getting my pair uh, myself a pair of roller skates because I really miss cruising yeah. and like yeah. feeling like I'm flying and just like coasting. I think that's the word I'm looking for, coasting and like gently floating through like, existence. <laughs> yeah. So I, this is something that has definitely now looking back as an adult, I am more open to these things, but kind of going off of what we had mentioned earlier about like not having like free time or time to think or so on, mm-hmm. like time to be bored. Um, it's so important for our, our brains and our imagination and um, all parts of like, like creativity spawns from boredom, right? Um, awareness of, of the world around you comes from boredom. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you fill your time with just whatever other stimulus, you learn to block those things out because you don't need them. But one thing that I realized is like, as a child, I had a lot of paranormal experiences Mm. uh, that at the time I was just afraid. I, I didn't really know how to handle it, how to deal with it. It was a lot of seeing the dark figure in the corner of the room. I would hear things a lot too. It was usually like a whisper. Um, It was very often when I was getting ready for school in the morning at like 5 a.m. because I had to get on the bus super early because I was living in the middle of nowhere. And I'd hear like my name be whispered like, are you up yet? Can we go to school? (laughs) uh, It was so like I remember seeing um, even like figures uh, outside. Like when I would go through the woods and stuff, I remember seeing like figures on horses like running through the woods and so on. And now looking back, like 
I a lot of my family lives in um, areas of Virginia that were the subject of many battles, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right, very heavy civil war, very heavy uh, war. One of them, the backyard is like literally part of like a battlefield. We found old horseshoes and things like that in our yards and stuff. So like a very active area, I guess. But I started having reoccurring nightmares in my dreams, too. And I learned to just, like, shut it all out. Like, I would play my TV so loud at night, falling asleep. Mm. That, like, I couldn't think of anything else. I couldn't hear Interesting. or anything. Like, I, I went through something similar a couple of years ago. I had um, a series of false awakenings that led to an astral projection thing. where, And that followed my first attempt at a, a, a ritual, um, doing my own, like, little circle and tarot cards. And, and, and that's a whole story we could have. A, we could... We could <laughs> I think like having like a paranormal, but I, I felt like there was a presence in my house, in this house, which I'd never felt the whole time. And um, I had to overstimulate myself. Um, so I would have my computer playing something. I would have my iPad playing something and I would have my cell phone out. Um, three different medias. One of them was a video game. One of them was music and one of them was a movie. And no matter what, if my if I got bored of listening to the song, my mind would pick up the movie instead. Or if I was, so I was, I was intentionally overstimulating myself because when I was not overstimulated I was freaking out (laughs) about feeling something in the room with me or thinking I wasn't alone or hearing things or and this was just a couple of years ago and that and I eventually did like a like a cleansing ritual that I felt like I don't I don't experience it anymore I don't which is very strange that I've never had an experience like that in my life um a lot of times when we get to this like you know deep chat moment and everyone's talking about ghost stories I had no stories to share and now it's like Mm -hmm. oh I have one now but it makes me feel actually insane to tell it (laughs) and and I guess that's probably just what it's like to have a paranormal experience you're like wow I'm legitimately just like I've I've lost it like what yeah I'm questioning everything my foundation is shattered what is real what is fake what's happening I was on the ghost hunting club in college and uh it was like that was my first like I'm trying to think like I don't think I had anything like supernatural really growing up other than like well no things that could be explained Oh, well, see, oh, Faye are so different I know, in my little but, heart. But some people would call that seeing I guess they would. Yeah, I guess to the untrained eye, they'd think that it was just Casper. Uh, mm, <laughs> just, just sort of, but it's a, it's a smaller, more mischievous Casper, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, the ghost hunting club was like... Uh, really cool <laughs> and 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 definitely instilled my belief in uh the unseen at least yeah. in that way it's interesting because i grew up in one of the most haunted towns in america in new england like like colonial america um i grew up in like one of the most haunted towns and i've never experienced anything my friends in high school who like were didn't really believe in ghosts and everything mm. would experience things mm. and and I never experienced anything and I've been told it, it might have been one of you but like I, I've also like had this confirmed by other people who have like met me in person that like my dad died when I was 15 and he was such a strong spiritual presence in my life mm. that they're like yeah he's around you protecting you from all this oh. <laughs> and I'm like okay <laughs> cool <laughs> um, but like I, I, even though I've never experienced any of this, like mm. I totally believe that it exists. But um, I mean, like, 
It sounds I have a lot like <laughs> like cats, like the people yeah. that really want to to pet the cat, the cat won't come to them. But the people that don't want to pet the cat, the cat's sitting on their lap. So it's like the same thing with like it, yeah. like paranormal. It's like you really want to yeah. see ghosts and you never see them, but the people that don't want to <laughs> see them are like haunted by them. One of the things that I've been trying to kind of overcome with my like journey and everything is trying to like reopen myself and just seeing what happens, right? Because now I'm skeptic brain and I had I remember experiences, but I haven't had any in a long time so part of me is like gotta experience right gotta try to make it happen then it's proven then i can write it in my little book but so i'm yeah i'm reading uh jason miller's new book for those of you guys who are familiar with his uh books they're phenomenal by the way highly recommend but uh it's called consorting with spirits and it's all about spirit work and one of the first things that he mentions and starting to become more aware is number one meditation of course uh oh, but God, it's more yes. about recognizing your own thoughts so that way you can recognize when they aren't your own thoughts yeah and then the other one is making space for nothing like yes. purposefully going and just and just going on a walk and not listening to a yes, book, not listening to music, just like because you need to be aware of when there is something, right? When there is something trying to communicate with you. So I just found that very interesting that it, it kind of like I, that's why I wanted to bring up the it, like full circle. We were talking about overwhelming ourselves so mm, much yeah. with stimuli yeah. and then yeah. it cuts us off from things. I like that you said uh, like a while back now, um, like it's good to be bored sometimes. Um, like that, that concept, like creativity comes from boarding. It's really funny because I was watching a stream earlier today and they had music playing in the background and it was like 2000 pop punk playlist and I forgot I forget what song this is. You're all going to know this. But the line was, if you're bored, then you're boring. And I'm like... I don't know it. <laughs> yep. Okay. Someone's going to know this. But it's a line that's like, if you're bored, then you're boring. And I and like now coming in... Flag like, like, Harvey Danger? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh I know. Oh, Thank yeah. you, Google. Like, like, I was <laughs> listening to the music, and that just stuck out to me. I was like, that's not true. And, <laughs> and now we're having this conversation. The like, part of the line, though, is the agony and the irony are killing me. And I feel like that completes the thought. <laughs> that's so good, actually. I love that. We've been talking a lot about the unseen and the intangible in this episode so far. And I think a big thing that we should talk about is the tangible, the physical, mm -hmm. the, 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 yeah. mun the mundane practices, the things yeah. that we're doing in our daily Yoga. life. Um, and yeah. I mean, I think like spell work and, uh, and these types of things is something we haven't really touched on yet. So we want to kind of talk about like our daily practices or what, yes. witchcraft what like is, what does witchcraft look like to you? Um, and, and I, we had a question in chat from much earlier that was, what do results look like? Like, what do you mean by results? Panther, you said something earlier of I finally started seeing results with your spell work. What it, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And and how how do you incorporate witchcraft into the daily life? What is the mundane experience of a witch like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love this. Yeah. I'll definitely start us off. So um, I think one of the main reasons why I like witchcraft so much is because of the, mun the mundane applications of it that uh -huh. you can it's not just in this realm that you can't reach in your own reality it is actually tangible and like you can it, it's hard to explain sometimes to other people but once you start doing it and trying it you can record these results almost like a lab book and and 
have these things be like tangible and measurable in your own life. So I guess in like my practice, a lot of the things that I do is the things that I'm working the most on right now is like meditation is one I really, really struggle with. So trying to do a daily meditation practice is very important to me. Um, Yoga, like you mentioned, or just trying to like treat my body better. Um, Yeah, reconnect. Yeah, and I think that treating our bodies better and treating our minds better, right? Like there's a harmony there. It's hard to be in it. Even in just well, pursuits of the mind, having a healthy body helps you get there. When I when I participate in any type of healing artistry, uh, I often get signals like um, for myself or the client, like, "Have you drinking? Have you drank water? Are you hydrated right now?" Because I'm not able to tap into your energy very well. It feels a little craggy. Can we? Maybe hydrate, lube it up a little. And it was something that I talk about a lot as well is like... It's important, guys. <laughs> I, I just feel like... Um, and even when I do like tarot readings on stream and stuff and like, you know, someone comes in and they're just feeling very frazzled, very lost. The first things I recommend is, are you hydrated? Are you Have getting you- enough sleep? Are you touching grass? Are you uh, 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 getting sunlight? Like it, it's that is the the foundations of wow. being able to even accept these types of magic. You know, for me, like for me, like it's nourishment. Like I don't, I'm not very good at remembering that human bodies need to eat. So, like if mm-hmm. I'm feeling that way, I'm like, when was the last time I ate? Oh, yesterday. Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I should take care of that. Like not today, but just in general. I, like when I'm feeling like that, I'm like yeah. Me was the last time I ate three minutes ago. Always <laughs> get your snack on. <laughs> I do want to take a quick second to mention too that although we're talking about like um, treating your body better and everything, that medication is still like very important. Absolutely. And that by no way does taking medication make you there's like a big rumors that go around that like taking meds limits your spirituality and things like that and that's all just bullshit just throw Jesus that away. Christ. Oh, yeah. i can't believe that's an actual no it's definitely yeah. it's definitely a real thing that gets into like like i guess a bit of conspiracy territory Love though but it calcifies your pineal gland you know like uh, <laughs> that that whole kind of so uh, ridiculous. Which, which i have like not so much as far as like medication i i yeah this is but but I have, but I did go through my fluoride moment. Do you know what I mean? Where I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna have non-fluoridated toothpaste, and this is going to make my life so much better. <laughs> like, like toothpaste was the I thing. I do think that, like in general, well, being like aware of like yeah, what you for are sure, in your body for sure. in general, right? And everybody can take this a little differently, right? I like I said before, like I'm super into like homesteading and things like that, and you know, uh, a lot of people take that like very like make my own deodorant, make my own butter, like you know. like no toxins and everything so it's like wherever you fall along the spectrum right and and how far you take things uh just you know being more aware of what you're what you're doing with your body i uh, i agree your body talks Um, yes i will say that i i prefer like more natural based products period um the less the less scientific words in the ingredients the better when it comes to medications there's not much we can do and that's when i think we should embrace there there's embracing western science um western medicine the same way we embrace eastern medicine with our that that's for me how I found the best blend um I think that there's so much with magic and witchcraft and stuff where 
the science is just as important as the magic. Uh, oh, yeah. And and mm-hmm. having the two work together is is where that's the balance. That's the you know the justice card. That's the Libra. We want we don't want to ostracize one for the other because I also feel that magic is like the feminine energy and science is the masculine energy and we don't want just one or the other we want like a nice balance Balanced. and blend of the two um, a waltz so yeah and- yeah i definitely think that like and be skeptical with everything right like um don't just Please. choose this thing because one person says it's great for yes. you right mm. always do your own research and i feel like a lot of this um this mindset is always good to be in in general as we go into a world where literally people are paid uh, thousands of dollars to try and convince you to, to think lie. a certain way. Yes, to, to lie to you and, and to convince you. And I just think being aware of that can help a lot and just remembering to always do your own research. Because I mean, Dare I say the wake up world. Wake up not- sheeple. <laughs> Dare, Dare I say it. it. <laughs> just as a note, never ingest essential oils. Oh. oh my gosh that's like perfume yeah yeah, yeah. It, like, it's a thing right now like oh this will take care like this will, like this will make you feel better it's like an actual thing right now so don't do that no wow. <laughs> do your research wow yeah a question everything um if it doesn't apply let it fly you know all, all these uh the amount of doubt yeah and everyone's we're all built differently yeah. Uh, so what works for me won't work for you. For me, I, th- I, uh, for me, like the physical everyday practice of witchcraft is not um, as stylish as Instagram makes it out to be. I don't know. Um, I think that that there's there's Very a whole subtle. conversation to have about uh, the commercialization of witchcraft and the tumblr oh, yeah. aesthetic and all of this kind of stuff the pinterest oh, i'd love an episode on that we could do a whole di- a topic oh, on that yeah. um because i think that this is also where materialism starts to become a plague upon yep. the the spiritual community um i have to have fifty thousand crystals and crystals. eight thousand tarot decks and this expensive altar piece and la 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 like um or pay for this nine thousand dollar course to teach me how to open my third I, you know what I mean? Or else like, I'm not a real witch. Or else yes. I'm not as good as uh, the analysis paralysis is so real right now. Like uh, you're convinced that it has to be perfect before you can do anything. And I think that that has held back my practice more than anything else, honestly. Like mm-hmm. if I could go back, um, it would just be like, stop. Like the internet is great. However, at the same time, um, be it, you don't have to have everything be perfect to make progress and you don't have to have a lot of objects either like spirituality is a lot of time crying naked on the floor yeah <laughs> like it's oh yeah <laughs> it's not about the physical objects sure there's there's things that we can look at with the vibrations that are put out by crystals and the tarot decks help you connect with your your intuition they're supplements they're they're extra they're they're not necessary um yeah, most folk magics use just what is around you, right? Yes. What thorny plant can you grab for protection? Yes. What, um, yeah. And yeah, the mental and, means health. Um, and like, like a lot, I mean, traditionally magic and like the village witch, quote unquote, um, like would use what's around them. They wouldn't use like if they're from um, like if they're from Ireland, they wouldn't use something that's really like common in Portugal, right? You know, right. I'm just yeah. 
Um, I can't give exact examples, but I'm just <laughs> picking two random countries. And so that's what, um, like, I do workshops at my local witchcraft shop. And, like, now that it's summer, we're actually going out into the forest and, like, learning what's around us and how to use it, which is nice because I'm not from here. So I don't have a clue what's out in Illinois so, besides corn. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's very important to use what's around you, and then yeah, and sometimes all we have, is, and at the end of the day, all we have is our body and our breath. Yes, and that's all that we truly need in order to find magic, right, in yeah. ourselves and others. Uh, connecting with that stillness, connecting with that that once again the word subtle, the subtleness of. Uh, all of this, I, I feel I've noticed at least in my journey, it's like the loud stuff, the the stuff that hits you like a truck, and the 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 earth shattering uh, experiences that we go through are not magic. It's just chaos, <laughs> which is another thing entirely. Um, the the magic comes in when it's quiet. The most spiritual gentle. moments for me are always nature gazing um they're always right. being yeah, out, like like sitting on my front porch and staring out over the mountains or with my feet <laughs> like i love dipping my feet in the creek my bare feet mm. into the creek of running water um uh, it's it's things that you don't need to buy it's things that you don't need to like uh, yes you could arrange them aesthetically but i feel like aesthetic is something that has clouded and watered plagued. down plagued as well um this this type of space um and i love yeah. beautiful things i love making yeah. things beautiful i love I beautifying as a libra i need the yeah pretty. don't tell my taurus moon and libra rising <laughs> that i can't have pretty things i i love beautifying i love taking pretty pictures i love you know like 90 percent mm -hmm. of what i do online is how to decorate yeah. your minecraft server yeah. how to decorate this like i love decorating but um mm -hmm. and and arranging things but when you're caught up in having, and the same thing could be said in streamer culture, if you're caught up in having to buy a million dollars worth of equipment or material objects, then the craft isn't that good behind the scenes, is it? Like yeah, when you're having yeah. to compensate with all of this expensive, fancy gear and gadgets, the craft mm -hmm. isn't really speaking for itself anymore. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I like I like. I like to have stuff, but like it's not essential. And like at the end of the day, like a lot of what like I actually do in my everyday is just like manifestation magic, like like in little stupid little things. Like I need to get to the train. I'm like the train is not going to get there until I get to the platform. Every single time works. Mm -hmm. um, and like like little stuff like manifesting manifestation magic just like that. And I don't use anything mm -hmm. for it. I'm just like I'm walking to the train. I'm like just have it in my head. Like this is my intention. Yeah, and intention, intention yeah. setting, yeah. Yeah, that that I think is the big catalyst for um most yeah. uh like all, those, all of this being really said the energy but my new tarot deck shipped today so oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. all of this being said i don't i also treat yourself I, I was gonna say i don't want this to just be a full attack upon having objects because i'm also yeah. surrounded by yeah. my little my little crystal trinkets and doodads but you don't have to buy i think what i want to say is you don't have to buy a hundred dollar crystal go outside and spend 20 minutes looking for a really nice rock yeah, yeah. and yeah. bring it back on maria rock yeah. What sparks joy? Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's one of those like having having the stuff like helps focus the energy, um, but you need to have that 
energy and intention in the first right. place. Right. Um, I mean, but also tarot decks are, you know, we all have a stupidly large tarot collection. Oh, so yeah. like, yes. we're not going to I'm a tarot. I, have, I, I grew up in the day of Pokemon cards. I have a collector's heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, love I, I love having collections yeah. of things. I'm a maximalist in all things. <laughs> so I'm definitely like a sucker for the witchy aesthetic and everything. And I, it does bring me joy. And to an extent, when things are beautiful, I do want to take care of them more. I do have more of like an attachment. So like having an altar space has helped me a lot more than just having like a shoebox with my stuff in it because I, I do tend oh, to yeah. more yeah. um but I do don't let it hold you back like I wish I had started an altar way sooner or just started more of a practice way sooner rather than waiting well I can't do it until I have this perfect altar space and all my yeah. tools and everything I don't want to do the spell until I have this or that or whatever yeah. um it's all an illusion um so like we have a we have stuff um and going back to use what you have around you a lot of the stuff i already had i've incorporated into my magic like into my practice just like stuff i already had in my apartment like uh -huh. uh, just like i have like this little tiny unicorn hole, like planter and i just like i use it to put like like my little trinkets in and everything and like I'm a knitter, like I I now do knitting magic. So like mm -hmm. stuff like that, like the stuff you already have, it doesn't have to be the most magical object in the existence. Um, mm -hmm. Just like this everyday stuff you have is already imbued with your energy and that makes it magical. Oh yeah. And, and in some cases I'd argue even uh, like quote unquote more magical, right? Like that it's already attuned to your spirit, attuned to your touch and mm -hmm. uh, is more likely to uh, play your silly little games. <laughs> uh, like uh, the dice set that I use in, in divination and in charm casting is one that I've had since I was like, what, like five years old. So like, uh, we got some inner child love there. We got some, uh, board game love there. I think I stole it out of board game. I don't know. Like it, there, there's so many options and so many, uh, we don't need to be, uh, uh, influenced quite so much by what others have and instead we should be appreciating it's what so funny. is already here so i guess like the other parts of of my craft and what i do is i i'm trying to be better about doing offerings and things like that because i this is part of me trying to prove like see see what this skeptical brain is like okay do go through the acts and see what happens right um and i will say like the results have been interesting but i don't I haven't had anything definitive yet so i i do um daily offerings of some sort of liquid um, usually it is like uh, a second cup of coffee or water or something like that. Um, and now a lot of my gardening is a very much a part of my practice as well, too. So usually like the first hour of my day is spent outside, like saying hello awesome. to, to the plants and just like seeing how they how they've fared over the night and uh, everything, seeing how everything's going. Um, yeah, it's been very, very grounding. And I have been... It helps uh, me a lot and like feeling 
whole and and together. I wish that were me. I I have a brown thumb, so everything I touch dies. I'm kind of the same. I always have to give my plants to my mom. She has the most profound green thumb I've ever seen in my life. I brought her a plant that was just a stem, all of the leaves. It was a crumbled up little little shell of itself, and it's this beautiful flowing tree now. Like I mean, like like an actual tree. I literally everyone can garden if, but it's it's you have to do it daily. That's what I used to kill all my house plants because I would forget about them for a week. (laughs) Even when you mess up though, like at the beginning of the summer, I took all my house plants outside because it was beautiful. It was like one of our first sunny days. And I was like, here, sun, like you guys haven't experienced like real light in so long. And I burned them all. They all got sunburned. All of them lost their leaves. My poor snake plant over there. I still haven't refreshed that one. But you know, it pushed me to do some research. I cut them all back and I started propagating a lot of them. So now I have three little spider plants that are doing pretty well. My pothos, now I've got four little babies that I need to plant. One of them I I cut back, this was um, my begonia. I had to cut it all back and then I just put it under a little grow light and like watered it really carefully. And it's completely grown back now. So it's, it has pushed me to level myself up because of my failure. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. But yeah, so gardening is definitely like a big, part of my practice now and then um the i do try to do spell work like once a week or so um i have little mini rituals that i do like at the beginning of my streams i do or beginning of my workflow in general yes Um, i do do a lot of prosperity magic and money magic and when it comes to like doing your first spell work i always recommend to do protection first as just like it's good practice. Protection mm-hmm. should always be like a good base of, of a, a foundation of a practice. It's just but, good energetic hygiene. Yes, exactly. But it's hard to measure if it's working or not is my issue with protection. I, You'll know I right away. Have, <laughs> so, so I have... Maybe I just am more naturally shielded, I guess, than expected. But I I have such a hard time telling when it's working or not. Or at least I did for the longest time until I became more, like, aware. Um, But money magic? That is measurable and, like very easy to to see immediate results if you do it or if it's working or not right uh to see so i love me some money magic um so that's a big part of my my stuff i do pretty regular protection workings cleansings i try to uh, manifest a grant that shit did not happen so i'm I'm done. I said no more manifestation <laughs> no, no. magic for me. Look, I went so ham. I had this journal and I was writing an intentional phrase out. I think I was doing 55 lines five days in a row, like the whole like 55, five, five, five. And it was like a very intentional. I will, you know, I'm so happy I have such and such grant to, uh, you know, enrich my, for X amount of money. Like I was very, like I followed all the little witchy tutorials online of be as specific as possible. Guess who didn't win the grant? This bitch so uh all that time i spent <laughs> writing those lines stuff. out but then later like later the other abundant um opportunities came into my life so this yeah. this is why i was frustrated with how specific i was with it when i didn't get the specific thing i just was it was more likely that i would overlook the um the the other things that were bringing abundance that so it was it was an abundance spell in general that i was that i was trying to to do but um the specific thing i was trying to get did not work out but i had other abundances come my way that were like oh hell yeah bank account looking pretty until i go on amazon (laughs) um, one of like one of the things i always have to keep in mind because i hate it is that with spell work 
Like I'm, I'm a very big believer in the universe and the energy of the universe. And so like with spell work, I'm like, the universe will give me what I need, not what I want. And yeah. I'm like, sometimes it's yeah. really frustrating. Okay. It's like, it's like, it's like, I do a spell for, I did a spell if for money. If you love something, and, let it like, go. <laughs> like in early May, like my, um, my school funds had dried up because it was finals. So like as planned. So I did, I did some money magic because I needed money, you know, to live. And um, like, did I get a thousand dollar check that would have been really useful? No. But what did I get? two jobs so um, i'm like well yeah. that that's not what i want i don't want to work but you know. <laughs> i um yeah it's that that phrase of like if something is truly meant for you the universe will not let it escape you or like let it go yeah, past the universe you or never says no it says not now or i have something better for you or something I mean, else like, it's not always yeah. better though like i don't know like i feel this this is a whole other conversation we could have too but i feel yeah. like a lot of times like spirituality and the new age movement and stuff has a lot of victim blamey and kind Ooh, of feel yes. to it where it's like you were a vibrational match to this so therefore you deserved it to happen to you kind of thing and um if this didn't come to you then you weren't meant to have it is not really like the best thing to always hear sometimes like um and so like and and, i mean i I guess that's the thing is spirituality spirituality isn't always kind um (laughs) uh the way that i sort of veil myself as i go through uh, um i don't know anything that dabbles in the esoteric is i always call upon anything that's safe and appropriate for what i'm going through for my space for my soul i I like that wording what is safe and appropriate uh rather than like what i want what what i i desire uh desires are pointless what matters is what is given to me and what I create out of it. Um, So at the very least, I try to veil myself in this belief that like, okay, at the very least, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's earth shattering, even if it feels like it really sucks and it doesn't align, it is safe and it's appropriate for what I need to uh, snake through my little human experience i don't know and, and also you still have to put in the work on your end mm. oh yeah which is another thing people are like well i feel like i need well, like i should have this in my life what are you doing for it like just asking for it my goal as a tarot reader is to never see my clients again i want to be able to give them enough to work with so that they can carry it with them so that they can use what i taught them and and Uh, have it become natural to them so when i see people continuously seeking advice seeking advice seeking input seeking clarity it's like after a breakup going to every tarot reader i know (laughs) the same day (laughs) (laughs) it's it's an addiction there's a there's an addiction i think that comes with advice and comes with uh uh, i was in some moments like in that moment is like i needed validation so freaking bad like yeah it's like i need something to just make me feel okay with what is happening right now to make me feel comfortable to make me feel like and I think a lot of times empowered and and at ease I think I was I was seeking something to relieve me like relieve uh, something I was carrying with me and I think a lot of times in for me in spirituality when I turn to my tarot cards it's almost always in a time of uncertainty and need um and Mm -hmm. and 
I try to do the thing where I pull them every day so that it's not just like, oh God, spirit, spirit like sees me calling and they're like this bitch again. She just wants something today. Like, <laughs> like instead of like just calling to say hi, like I used to do this with my mom mm-hmm. as a, as a early twenties, I would only call her when something was, I lived 300 miles away. I would only call her when I needed money or when I was spiraling or when someone had done something wrong to me. And then I started trying to build it in. Like, I'm going to call my mom every Wednesday, like always, like no matter what. And just so that she's not mm-hmm. my, I'm not associated with negativity in her mind. No. <laughs> like, um, and yeah. That's, I, I don't want my tarot cards to think of me like that either. Like, oh my right. God, what does she want this time? <laughs> yeah. Like creating. And, and of course, when you create a rapport with tarot, you create a rapport with yourself mm-hmm. and create conversation with yourself. So uh, when, when I see people constantly coming back to tarot, constantly coming back for readings, especially the same reading, which is ridiculous to me. I, I gave you what I need to say. It's going to tell Not you the same thing, right but a different my card. Breakup. <laughs> <laughs> but like, to me, it's like, you're like, I've gotten multiple readings from Dukes, but they're always different. Like, like the different. unicorn reading. I'm like, Dukes, like, I know you read, you read for me yesterday, Dukes, Lee, but today's a different day. So. <laughs> and, and I think that's fair too, if you have like a lot of different questions, but I I've had a lot of people come in and ask the same things over and over and over again. And it's like, listen here, you know, I'm pointing at my heart for the podcast listeners. Listen here. Like it, it, it instead of uh, uh, connecting with like what I'm saying, like verbally, like, like embody it, embody the, the, the lessons that are being told through tarot instead, instead of just like getting serotonin for your brain for a little bit, like, Okay, I feel better now because um, I, I didn't get the card that would insinuate that everything's going to fall apart. You know, <laughs> like uh, it's once again taking the yoga off the mat, taking the psychedelics out of the party house, uh, and, and bringing it into just a daily existence uh, of embodiment and and so I don't know, just we're living kind of circling back to that daily practice mm. question. <laughs> Uh, Well, I was actually going to scoot us along because we're starting to push a little bit on time. So I have Mm -hmm. one question that I want to wrap this this conversation up with. It's one of Mm -hmm. my favorite questions to ask. I'm going to hyper focus it for our specific uh, genre that we're doing. What would you tell your 15 year old self in regards to their spirituality? Maybe not 15. Let's 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 change the question up a little bit. When you first started walking down your spiritual path. So I know a lot of us said around 2016 was was a few shows like a couple of years ago. Uh, mine was 2012 specifically. In that moment, when you started opening the door to your spiritual path, what is a piece of advice or what is something you wish you could tell yourself in that moment? Maybe something to prevent something or to to keep you focused mm. in a little bit, little bit better of a way or some reassurance. And let's start with Panthera. Oh, this is hard. So yeah, <laughs> I could go back to like myself who had like just received the the tarot reading that like blew my brain. I started like Googling right and doing research and I think I stumbled upon like YouTube and like Harmony Nice um, videos and Harmony things nice. like that were kind of going around. Yeah, and um, the Amino apps had like the witchy uh, groups. Oh God, Amino. <laughs> I just like like same what's because I had never even like heard of this, and now all of a sudden I'm yeah. finding like communities of this, and I wish that I could go back and tell myself like don't be afraid, don't be afraid to to Ooh. try new things and to take new risks mm-hmm. because I think that fear held myself back for a long time, and I think a lot of that came from like my childhood experiences with like 
paranormal and not knowing like not knowing what to do about it and like my reoccurring nightmares and things like that I was so afraid of like going back to that but mm-hmm. that really like held me back for so long I turned into a, like an armchair magician and just ha- mm-hmm. have to research everything and do everything yes. perfect so that this doesn't go bad and experience is the best teacher yeah you'll never know if you don't do it same thing if yeah it's just streamer things uh it's the people who talk about streaming talk about streaming ask questions about streaming and have never pressed go live never press go live yeah you gotta press go live then come with like actual questions come with Mm -hmm. actual queries and uh uh, ideas from there because then you'll actually feel what it's what you're experiencing you know so i totally agree with that like think of how much time you would have saved yourself right yes right right see how you like it before going any further well how how about you fuchsia Uh, so um the 15 year old question like the 15 year old part of it was like ooh, 15 was rough because that's the year that my dad died and he was such a a big spiritual part of me Mm -hmm. and i dropped that like i dropped that um I don't really have any advice for me like three years ago when I got on the path because I feel like like once I was like, yes, this is where I belong. It went pretty smoothly. But like 10 years before that, I was on and off, on and off like "Uh, that's not really for me. But the universe is like, that's for you. I would just be like, just go with it, like, like feel it out and um, like, don't worry about it. Like, just don't agonize about like, is this the right thing? Um, like if something like also don't I guess like a lot of it didn't click with me because how other people were practicing mm. didn't click with me so yeah. I think I would tell myself like it is a very individual mm. experience and if someone's doing something that doesn't work for you don't do it like it's just very individual it's your individual path it's your individual life and just go with what feels yeah. right to you um, because I just put it off so long because the people I met didn't click with me. And I was like, well, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's not because, again, Catholic right. background, like everyone's supposed to do the same thing. Um, right. So, um, and right, I didn't right. really understand how individual it is. Mm-hmm. And how about Dug- Dugerton Dukesley? I don't know. I uh, As soon as I picked up that first deck and as soon as I stepped onto the mat for the first time, it was like, this makes sense. This, this, uh, I, the day I got my first tarot deck, which was I skipped class, uh, went to my friend's locker. He, Mason, wherever you are, thank you. <laughs> you opened up an incredible door for me. Uh, and he gave me this old Italian tarot deck passed down from his family. Wow. Uh, he had this like little envelope with, with incense inside. And uh, he gave me this deck and he was like, go crazy. Like, you got this. There's this innate magic within you that I think this is going to be a natural fit. Right, buddy? Cooper. Right, buddy? <laughs> Uh, and uh, it, it was just such a harmonious thing. And as soon as I got that deck, you better believe for the rest of the day and for the rest of the, the many, many years, I was I was the tarot girl in high school. I was giving yeah. out readings all the time to everyone, to teachers, to students, to the janitor. I was, uh, you want a reading? Come here. Let's do it. Uh, you got class? It's okay. You could be five minutes late. Let me tell you a little something. something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, it, I don't know. If I were to go back to that that self where things were new, I just would want to be like, keep it up. It, it, you're, you're on a good path. Uh, 
and to just keep staying open because I, I'm very healthy skeptic as well, just air sign things, right? I, I, I have to um, sort of tap into, uh, I don't know, why does this work? Why does this matter? Why does this do what it states that it does? Uh, and I think that I've always been like a stage five believer as well. I've always like, it's always been zero or a hundred. I'm either like deeply analyzing something or I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I would just keep, uh, I would tell myself to keep staying open, keep staying alert, keep giving out readings. Uh, and uh, I don't even know. Good job. High five. I probably high five myself. There's so much that I would want to tell myself at that point in time, 2012 me. Uh, so much like if it was directly related to spirituality though like I feel like all of it lines up with the actual practical advice I would want to give like move out of the party house stop drinking mm -hmm. stop smoking um, stop feeling like you have to publicize everything that you're doing all the time um, mm -hmm. be more private I guess is how I would say it be more private um, that would be good advice for my past self too I think I wore it like a badge of honor for a while mm -hmm. uh, and um, I was uh, there was a pride to being the tarot girl when it just should have been a natural embodiment of that lifestyle you know but once again insecurity issues you know I would, I would want <laughs> if I if I could correct anything I would want myself to take better care of my body um, I would want to feed my one. body better um, and I would want to be more solitude focused get so like move out of that house means getting away from 50 ish random people every single day sometimes 10 random people every day but it was a lot of people coming in and out of that house so my energy was constantly being invaded constantly um get out and get into your own space uh be comfortable with yourself stay alone maybe like be like work on myself i think that's really what it would like get like leave all of this this public social validation searching seeking behind which was causing me to eat shitty food drink and party and smoke and all of this kind of stuff like leave the social validation behind I was chasing popularity that I never had in school so uh, it was like finally I was an ugly duckling you know I find a late bloomer whatever like um total loser in high school and then I started coming into my fashion sense I lost a bunch of weight I started being more confident in myself and then the popularity came around that and then I was addicted to that chasing it sacrificing all of my own so like solo needs or like what I I lost myself I totally lost myself and it wasn't until around the last couple of years that I've been really peeling all of these layers off so I wish that I had started that process earlier and I had not let so many of these layers cement onto me and they wouldn't have cemented if I had started earlier a so, lot yeah. of unlearning yes a lot of molting I wish <laughs> that I didn't happening. have to unlearn as much as I'm unlearning right now I wish that I had mm -hmm. taken better care of myself um, and been more independent and confident in being independent I think that's that's the main advice I would I would give uh, it, it, practical advice and also like in in regards yeah. to my spirituality you know what I, you know what I'll also say to myself don't go to college. Just, yeah, just literally. Pursue, <laughs> just pursue yeah. Reiki, pursue these healing arts that are supporting me right now. Sorry to my college friends. I love you guys. You guys were awesome. There might be a couple I watching. I do want to echo what Panthera said, too, because as soon as I got my tarot deck, 
what I'm doing with Midnight Study Sesh where I deep dive every like, oh, it's a white tipped wand and the rose is white, but there's three petals mm-hmm. on it. What is three? I was doing that when I got my first tarot deck. And that mm-hmm. is so backwards. Um, and I got really obsessed with learning everything I could as fast as I could and studying and being hyper vigilant. And if I don't know all of it, then I can't do any of it. And that that is that that is not I could deal with that. That's just my like OCD perfectionism hyper focus all of these like all of these mental illnesses rolled that I don't feel like was detrimental. I feel like the, no. the solitude and taking care of my body was detrimental in some ways. So I can deal with being the the led by my analytical mind. That's fine. Whatever. But yeah. if I could have lessened that a little bit, I would I would like to have. <laughs> yeah, I um I like to read everything. I like to know everything. That's who I am as a person. But like I don't let that stop me from doing the thing like I, I still like I like I was like okay this is what I'm interested in I'm going to read about it but also dive in and just do it and then I'll and then I'll read some more about it and then I'll do some more and then I'll read some more it's so much easier to apply the knowledge that you learn through researching and reading after you already have some amount of practical experience because it's so especially in the realm oh, yeah. of this right where it's so hard to explain things that's actually the baseline of what it is it's so much yeah. easier to take new advice that's actually that was my problem with tarot i actually have it right next to um, but like when never. when i got my first tarot deck like i think this was ordered at the same time i think this came before and it is a great great book but like when i had never like done any tarot before and i was reading it i'm like i can tell nothing to you i'm like i can tell that this is great information i have no concept for it like i have no way to apply this to these cards i don't know like i don't even know the imagery on them yet like imagine trying to explain gravity to someone that's never experienced gravity they're gonna be like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) what (laughs) apple goes down i don't understand like uh but but why you know and and you know then you experience gravity as an earthling you're like okay i can start to like conceptualize that this is a thing this is what's happening you you have to experience it first and then then ask questions yeah like now i've been reading for tarot for what two and a half years and i just picked it back up to like and now like i started again from the beginning i'm like yeah now that i've been reading tarot for so long this is great supplemental information yeah Yeah. this that book if you give it to just any old joel schmo they're gonna be like all right cool what is what does this mean that this means nothing to me this means uh uh as much as like a pile of twigs means to me, yeah. but then they pick up their first card and then they observe it. And they're like, "Oh, yeah. interesting! So, so, the the swords and the heart." Okay, so knowledge answering. is good, but also like you need the practice to put the knowledge into. So yeah. just 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 do it. Just do it. Okay. Well, I think that's a nice um, ending point. Always love a good magician, aka Shia LaBeouf moment. Um, yes. <laughs> so thank you everyone so much for tuning in to the uh, Celestial Cafe podcast episode one. We will be back in a couple of 
uh, weeks with our next episode, which is going to be covering the full moon of July. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely check us out at celestialcafe.org. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at celestialcafetv. Um, and we have a Discord server. If you'd like to join the community, the link will be available on those social media platforms or on our website. Um, and I suppose that's it. So I'm Hey Shady Lady. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting. All right. Bye. <laughs> this one wait can we shout out our shit yeah definitely let people know what you got coming up next and what's going all on right, cool. um all right uh i'm dudesley just to remind you guys in case you forgot this is going great um i just wanted to say that i do stream sometimes i want to stream more regularly uh it, it's coming it's coming up don't worry about it it'll happen follow my twitch if you want to see me do tarot readings probably some more video games too also if you uh, i don't know liked my vibes liked my input and, and want to support me and uh, a small business a small healing artist i offer uh one-on-one -on -one individual video readings uh on my website site and i think that phasey.love i don't know i really like what i do i feel very blessed to be in this position where i can be a full-time healing artist and i hope you enjoy my little space on phasey and you enjoy your little space here in the cafe with us it's been very cozy um so i'm fuchsia and i don't really stream i'm actually i'm actually at the point where i'm considering like making it official that i don't stream anymore Ooh. and just just focusing on youtube so i have a youtube channel where i uh, talk about like witchy stuff cool. and i have a etsy shop that i actually have a coupon for everyone who tunes into the podcast oh um, shit so i do too we have the same one do you want to say it together oh, oh, oh yeah Celestial sure. 10. Celestial Good job. 10. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> it's like, what are we saying together? Um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, coupons. So, okay. So, so that coupon is good for the oh, next week. If you want to buy, buy anything from my shop, um, I am actually restocking my candles this weekend. And also, I will be putting up some brand new spell bottles that I just made. I haven't finished them just yet, but they'll be going up this weekend. Cute. Um, so. And hi, I'm Panthera and I'm the Pharaohwood Witch. I am a tarot streamer here on Twitch. I go live every Tuesday and Thursdays that I'm not here um, at 7pm EST over on my channel. I also make a lot of educational witchcraft content, so if you love the conversation here and want to dive into it yourself, definitely check out my YouTube and my blog so I've got my YouTube link right here. And then my blog is feralwoodfarm.com. I chat a lot about just general witchcraft topics as well as um, gardening and homesteading and other fun things. I also do offer tarot readings on my shop as well. And once again, the same coupon code works for all of us. So Celestial 10. Cool. Just um, I, also, I forgot to mention, if you want to get to any of my links, I also have a webpage and I will be moving my shop over there. Thank you all again so much for tuning in. Our next episode of Celestial Cafe podcast will be, I don't know, maybe let me get back to you on that. That's where you'll want to join the Discord and follow the social media so you know yes. when the next episode is. But we're always going to be here on Thursdays around 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, maybe 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, yeah, I guess that's it. Have a lovely weekend. Get outside and touch some grass while it's warm before we, I feel like the summer's, we're already over the hump of, of Litha, of the midsummer solstice. So Woo! now I'm like, damn, we're going to start creeping towards uh, <laughs> 
uh, fall, and before I know it, it's going to be cold again. Damn. The best season. Don't don't mention it. I'm not ready. I know. I'm (laughs) always ready for the cold weather. (laughs) Me too. Not me. Not me. Well, thank you again, everyone, so much for being here. Take care. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.